Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Latinx Women at Georgetown. We are super excited to have with us Cindy Rivera from Class of 2005. Please give her a warm welcome as she introduces herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Cindy Rivera. I graduated from the McDonough School of Business in 2005. And, um, and, and after that, I received my MBA from Columbia in 2015. Well, as a student, and please um, feel free to modify the definition of role if I'm not addressing your question properly, but essentially as a student at Georgetown, um, I was quite involved with MECHA. And, uh, and so I, I, as a freshman, I served as Mecha secretary. Um, and then I, th- I, I can't recall, I believe the second year might have been, I don't, I don't recall if it was maybe um, treasurer and then ultimately uh, president on, on, I believe, my, my junior year. So I was quite involved with that organization. And, um, and, and the entire time that I was at, uh, at Georgetown, I had um, declared my interest in the School of Business. And I had, um, I majored in finance and international business. I double majored and I minored, minored in economics as well. Thank you. Other roles held at Georgetown, I think that was probably it. Um, pretty much was significantly involved with, with the Metro organization. Thank you. Um, and then did you experience pushback for professors, staff, and other students for being a Latina? I didn't feel like pushback. I don't know um, is necessarily the right word, but I did feel different. Um, and and I don't, and it's tough to tell now, like as I look back, you know, having left the school years ago, um, if it was coming from me or from, from them, you know, I think there's also a sense of, this feeling of not belonging when when one that um, such as myself who comes in from like a predominantly uh, Mexican American community like East LA and um, and then comes to a, a campus like Georgetown where where I go from being a majority to the part of the minority and adjusting to that um, it's tough to tell if if that sense of other or not belonging was was driven primarily from like internal sources or truly from others um, making me feel like I didn't belong. I think that to the extent I could say that other people made me feel that way, it came from other students, maybe more so than the professors. Um, I think other students made, in the business school and some of my finance classes, they'd make comments about, um, you know, people from, from perhaps communities that are, are uh, or backgrounds or perhaps lower test scores that maybe got into Georgetown through affordable uh, affirmative action programs instead of true merit-based. Um, so I feel like that, that real blatant like sense of, um, may, I don't know, maybe pushback or, or being made to feel like not part of the Georgetown community was, was primarily from students. But if I had to really try to peel the onion on how uh, perhaps professors might have contributed to that. I'd say that it was perhaps um, not engaging completely 
when um, when I'd reach out like for things like office hours, for example. So I think a lot of um, minority students perhaps don't reach out enough to their professors like during the office hours. And I, re I remember being aware of that and so um, consciously attempt to really engage with my professors and um, you know reach out. But I didn't necessarily feel that same level of like reception or um, from from the professors. So I think there was like a lack of engagement from from the professor group, um, with the exception of one professor, which was like Latino, um, you know, Professor Ortiz. And I had him for like I believe maybe I think I took two English courses with him throughout my time at Georgetown. So with with him as the exception. Um, yeah, I felt truly embraced by him, um, but not necessarily by anybody else, like from the professor uh, base. And I and I think it they didn't they weren't necessarily like rude or um, you know I I wouldn't say they gave me pushback for being Latina, but they didn't make me feel embraced. Um, and I'm sure that there were other students that they connected with. Um, that perhaps look more like them. I don't know if it's just human nature where people connect with those that look like them um, and maybe have some commonalities and background and that sort of thing. Thank you for sharing. Um, I agree with that. I do feel that even now that's still something that happens. Um, so moving on, how would you describe your undergrad years? I would describe my undergrad years as um, a time where I experienced exponential growth. I, I mean, I, because I'm kind of more of like a, a like a math geek, I, I visualize life or, or um, you know, my experience at Georgetown, I visualize it almost like an exponential chart where, um, where in the beginning, I was truly like at the bottom, just in terms, not necessarily academically, like I came in with very strong like calculus background. So, I remember taking a um, a calculus class where the professor was unfortunately somebody that I think might have been brilliant, but he it seemed like he spoke to the to the board. He didn't really like everybody was lost in his class, and I got an A just because I happened to know everything um, like the material that was being covered, but um, which seemed like unfair. But I just happened to have had like a great calculus teacher in, in high school. So I was able to kind of carry, have that carry me through that class at Georgetown. But I, I'd say like just, so academically I felt okay, like in the math classes and finance, but in the, and, and economics as well, but on, on the more like liberal arts type of classes, um, you know, I felt like I was just like a fish out of water, you know, it, it, like out of place. Um, and then I think in general at the campus, I could, I felt like I just was not in my element. You know, like I said, I came from a community where I was like part of the majority and then to truly feeling like a minority, um, you know, I had never truly experienced that before. So I'd say, um, you know, coming, I came from East LA, so West Coast to East Coast, there were just so many cultural shocks. So I think I started off with, with what I would define as that, that initiating point of, of a cultural shock. Um, and then, and academically, also feeling much more challenged than ever before, um, because 
I think in high school, like I, I definitely put in effort, but the, the level of effort required to succeed at Georgetown was just that much greater. So my first year, I would say I felt like, again, like at a pretty low point. Then the, every year after that, I, I kind of started to feel a little bit more confident than the prior year. And then by my senior year, I just felt like I was ready for the world. I felt like a rock star. I felt fully prepared, like I had come to my own. So, um, and I and I noticed that in my confidence level, but also in my in my academics. Like, and I, I went from I think I don't know what my GPA might have been freshman year, but I can tell you that it, it steadily went up every single year. And um, and then by my senior year, I felt like okay, if I didn't belong in the beginning at Georgetown, I belong now. Like the growth that I experienced, I felt like um, like I, I did truly um, deserve the spot and that, that I was gonna go off into the world and represent Georgetown um, in a way that the school would be proud of as well. Um, you know, so I didn't feel like a charity case. I felt like I'd, I'd also be making Georgetown proud from then on. Thank you for sharing. Um, so then, how do you think you impacted life at GU? Well, through through Mecha, I think we um, we contributed to the school in many ways. There was like a cultural contribution. So, um, you know, on a regular basis, like for for various Latino holidays or milestones throughout the year, we would um, you know sponsor events, put events together, and open them up to the entire campus. So it was meant to not only create a safe space for, for, the, for, for the Latinos on campus, but for anybody else um, that wanted to experience our culture, and, and we welcomed them with open arms. So I think that that was very beautiful. Um, I remember like having posada during Christmas, and you know, going, going around and singing essentially Christmas carols, which is something that, that non-Latinos would relate to as well. And, and, you know, being part of like a larger group, a diverse group and doing that together. So I, I, I vividly remember our cultural events like that. And I think they, they, they were um, something that if, if they were not student led, the school wasn't gonna provide. So um, I think that, that, that was really great from, from us as students to take it upon ourselves to do that despite our, de our demanding schedule. So there was a cultural component. And then also through Mecha, there was a political component. Um, we were also involved in boycotting Taco Bell at the time. We had a, uh, a Taco Bell in the, in the lunch court. And what we would do is every Friday, we would make, bur so every, every Thursday night, like the Mecha students, we would get together and make burritos like bean and cheese burritos. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun doing that because we'd get together and, um, and collaborate on something. And then Friday, we would, we would sell them for very cheap. I mean, maybe like a dollar or two dollars. I, I forget um, what the cost was. But we also would, would raise awareness about the, the, the Taco Bell boycott. And it was being driven by, by their, um, the vendor that they had chosen for, um, for their tomatoes, they they pretty much were um, were what we felt were propagating like, almost like slave labor. I mean, the the people that that were actually working the fields to provide those tomatoes were um, were doing so at under very very unfair terms, 
And so we brought awareness about the issue. And then even, um, I don't, I can't remember if it was like by my senior year, but it, if, if it wasn't like by the time I graduated, maybe shortly thereafter, like Taco Bell was out of, out of the campus. So um, we'd like to believe that we have something to do with that. But um, we, again, approached it from an educational angle as well. And, and we brought education to, to the, um, the Georgetown campus that we were selling the burritos, we'd tell them why, um, and then engage people in that conversation. I did not know that. And that's very interesting to hear how um, your class was able to do that. Um, so now that brings us to our, one of our final questions, um, which is if you could have advocated for something at GU, what would it be? And then why do you think it's important for other Latinx women slash allied students to continue to fight for this issue? Uh, a last issue, like you mean today or if I would have been um, on campus? So like, yeah, like yeah. back in campus or something that still hasn't been changed. Okay. Um, I still don't feel that Latino students are, um, and this is not to, to like shame anybody who is working on it, but I don't, I don't feel that, um, that there's this embrace uh, of the Latino community necessarily at Georgetown. So I would, um, I would like to see that Im improve and, and for students to, again, similar to, to like the, um, my colleagues or the, my fellow students when I was there, if we weren't given the space, we created it. And I think that, you know, that created some wonderful memories that I look, look back upon fondly, but at the same time, if, if the school could be more supportive um, and maybe give clearer direction on how they could be more involved, like if it's a money issue and, and maybe the students need to truly engage alumni on like a giving campaign that's, that's targeted to, to certain groups that, that serve like Latino students on campus, then, then maybe we do that. But I feel like there needs to be greater guidance. I, I, I think, again, we're not necessarily looking for a handout, but give us some guidance on how things can be improved. And I think the students will, will gladly take up that sort of effort. It's just a lot to handle, you know, when you come in as like a fresh 18 year old, like really coming into adulthood and then trying to keep up with your classes, do well, figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life, figure out who you want to be professionally and still create this like good welcoming space for, for students on campus. Um, it's a lot to handle on your own as a student or as a group of students. So I feel like if the school could provide um, more direction guidance, if they cannot provide the resources, at least give the guidance um, and then collaborate to make it happen. I very much agree with that. And I think that that's something that we still need to work on. Um, even just myself, not even being on campus, but just even virtually now that this is our new lifestyle. Um, mm -hmm. And then that brings us to our last question. Um, this question was not included in the email just because I wanted to get everyone's raw reaction to it. Um, I didn't want people to think too deeply about it. Um, so did you notice a difference from the Latinx elite, meaning like international students and the American students, like Latinx American? Definitely. I think there was um, like a, the difference was primarily driven by socioeconomic class. 
So I think a lot of like the U.S. Latino student body was mostly represented, at least in my experience, by by more um, low to medium income type of, of families. And uh, whereas like the international Latino students were probably there like paying their full way. So that, that leads to, um, despite maybe having like common historical cultural backgrounds still quite being from, from different social classes in, in that sense. So it seemed hard, hard to connect, hard but not impossible. Um, but yeah, I think that there was, there was that component as well, definitely. Thank you so much, Cindy Rivera, for joining us today. And thank you so much to our listeners who have continuously stayed to listen throughout the weeks. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week and stay tuned to hear from another great alumni. And also a reminder to please check out our website to meet our amazing GU alumni. Thank you and see you next week. Have a great week.